to the Small Ball Podcast alongside Trevor Mickelman, Christian Dennis, I'm Scott Ayers, and fellas, we've got a new guest. Yeah, we do. Producer Andy's gone. Mm-mm. Intern Matt is away. Gone. It's time for the debut of Temp Tony. Wow. Hi, I'm Temp Tony. <laughs> <laughs> There's no audio effects on his voice. He no. just He's just that deep. He's got that romantic of a voice. Well, don't fall in love because I'm gone next week. So, <laughs> oh, so we've got one week of Tim Tony. Um, we found him online. Uh, the the temp uh, agency down the street, actually. Yeah. And he said, "I can cut audio and video." And we said, "Perfect." Do you know ball? He goes, "I love basketball." It was perfect. Yeah. And that's where we are. So he Tim happened, Tony, he happened to go to college with you, and you guys were in the same, same fraternity, frat. and we're roommates. But outside of that, <laughs> uh, never met him before. Never met him before. He is a temp. Welcome in. Welcome in, Temp Tony. And guys, interesting time to record a show because the in-season tournament just wrapped up. Um, doesn't matter who won. What matters is the Indiana Pacers finished second in the in-season tournament. Yeah, I would definitely say for the first ever in-season tournament, it was a pretty good success. It was a lot of fun. It made games in November, December interesting. Those guys definitely played those games like there was something on the line. Uh, which is just great to see. Um, definitely some a lot of improvement that can be made with the with the tournament. But you know, to see a, a team like the the Pacers, who's a young up and coming team, make it to that championship is just great for small market and just great for that organization altogether. Before we get into the Pacers, I've been like thinking about these questions uh, regarding the small or not the small, but the the tournament in season tournament. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Why I get like, yeah, like you mentioned, the players were playing for something. It seemed like that fans were interested, like some of the arenas were hype. Um, but like seeing the aftermath, like LeBron is like partying in the locker room with champagne. champagne. And then uh, I just saw uh, Chris Haynes says something about like, there's going to be a banner raised in Staples Center or um, crypto.com arena, whatever. I, I just don't. Like the in-season tournament, what are they playing for? They're playing for literally nothing. Uh, five hundred thousand dollars. Right, right. Aside from that, like it's, I, I just don't. It's not. It's not more important than the All-Star Game. You know what I mean? Help yeah. me. Help me understand. Why yeah. is this a big deal? The Le, the Le, the LeBron celebrating the locker room with the champagne was a little too much for me. I was kind of expecting them like all being like, "Yeah, we did it," <laughs> and that was kind of it. Um, and then maybe they dapping up the the guys that aren't making up making a lot of money on the mm-hmm. team, and you know just really celebrating them for getting paid a little extra. Uh, but hanging something in the rafters is a little weird to me too, because like this could easily be something where it's like it's not even a thing in like a couple years, yeah. right? Yeah, the only reason why I see them doing that is it is hopefully trying to add significance to the in-season mm. tournament. It's like, hey, this is a big deal. And what do we do for big deals? We pop champagne and we raise a banner. That's the only thing I can think of. The problem is most casual NBA fans or most diehard NBA fans don't see it as this big tournament victory. It's like, a, oh, that was that was pretty cool. Well, one thing that I kind of could compare it to is – I actually don't even know if other organizations do it, but I know they do it in in Sacramento where like they they have a, a banner where it's like the divisions 
division titles they've sure. won. If there's a team that doesn't have like a ton of championships or success, that's what the organization. So will like celebrate. that's where I'm like that could be like an equal. It's like oh we we won our division 2023 and, and we, we won, won our in season tournament. Ah. Yeah, it's the good news is you know the Lakers don't win anything, so it's, it's you know if the Lakers win like, the in season tournament and they don't win the championship, I'm I'm taking that trade every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ten times out of ten, but yeah, it. It was a result of, hey, LeBron James is still one of the best players in basketball. That Pacers team is still young. But as you mentioned, it's still an awesome achievement for the Indiana Pacers for um, a team that we didn't really know what to expect with them. And we've already seen some amazing flashes for who the Pacers can be. Yeah, the spotlight was bright on Tyrese Halliburton this whole weekend. Like People could not get enough of him. And it was like scrolling through social media. That's all people were talking about was Tyrese Halliburton this and that, which is cool to see um, a small market team and their star get a lot of shine because he deserves it. He is that good of a player and he's that good of a personality as well. He's If you listen to him talk, he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, talk about a player who genuinely loves the game of basketball right. like he plays with so much joy and it's contagious and it, it makes it it makes for exciting basketball and it makes for you know that you want to keep watching him play because it's just like it's addicting to watch the way he he shares the ball it's a very he's very team oriented um, unlike some other superstars who are just kind of like score first every everything because like he he uh, will start the offense, but he'll also get his own bucket. So yeah. it's like he's just a fun player to watch altogether. And uh, what I'll do, too, is I'll play a little devil's advocate because we also saw maybe an issue for the Pacers when it comes to postseason play, and that's playing against physical teams. L.A. is big. They're physical. And they had a lot of issues both on the defensive end and sometimes finding their own shot. That's going to be an issue when... In the regular season, guys might play a little bit more lax. You might get a few more friendly whistles. You don't get that in the postseason. Um, and so I know you're going against LeBron James, but there are some other great players in the Eastern Conference like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, like a Joel Embiid. Um, and so I know for the Pacers, getting to the playoffs is one thing, but you also want to win in the playoffs, and you have to be prepared for teams like the Lakers that kind of expose maybe some issues they'll see down the line. Yeah, so aside from like a locker room speech that's going to fire dudes up to re rebound the ball, I don't think if they're going to make an upgrade somewhere that it needs to be with Miles Turner because he's balling this season, and he is a stretch five that can defend. Those are rare to find in the NBA. you got to hold on to guys like that. And he seems to be buying into what they're doing, where a couple years ago when he was playing alongside Sabonis, he wasn't happy. Now he seems to be happy because he's got his role and he's got a spot. Indiana needs to find some bigger wings, physical wings. Like Scott, you mentioned, they need more physicality. Um, yeah, so where Christian, like you're the trade guy here on this pod. The guru. What, the guru. What, where can they find some of those like wing defenders that maybe can get in and rebound a little bit? Well, I mean, the obvious ones right off the back is from the Raptors with OG and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Um, I mean, Siakam is a, is a player that everyone's kind of interested to see what's going to happen with him at the deadline because he's most likely the, the player that's going to get traded. I don't know why Toronto necessarily would want to trade OG because he's still like young. He's 26, whereas Siakam's like 29. He's going to be a free agent this year. 
So, like, you might as well get something for him. Um, the question is with Siakam, is he going to resign with the yeah. team with the, that he gets traded for? And that's going to affect his value for 100%. for a team like Indiana. What, what do they want to give up to get him? I know. So, that's why it's like, does Indiana, do they want to make a move this year to where they could be a better team? Or do they try to wait till the offseason and maybe try potentially signing someone or trading for someone like like what's the benefit of them trying to accelerate their growth in this year in particular i i i see uh i i don't think indiana is going to sign anyone they're not that 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 team like the players are going to rather go to another city where they're going to you know maybe make less money but get more attention um i think that now is a good time to make a trade for for a player like Pascal, if if they want to go and get a, a an all star and and start to win now, go for it. Um, that that's my opinion on on how to do that. It's the question of what do they have to give up, how much future capital do they have to to kind of leverage uh, to get a player like that. Yeah. So if the Pacers were to get Siakam, where does where does the Pacers lie? Let's say they keep you know obviously Tyrese and Miles Turner, and then you just inject. Um, Siakam, and then I would imagine a, like players like Mathurin would probably be on the trade block, and you know some other pieces there. But like, where would that even put the Pacers in kind of the contention of the Eastern Conference? If they're giving up their youth, so players like Benedict, players like um, Neesmith, or even uh, Jairus Nem- Walker, Jairus Walker, uh, yeah, Nemhard, like they have pieces they can move that won't necessarily affect their win loss a ton. I feel like this puts them right towards the top five. I'd say for sure in the East In the East come playoff time. We saw it last year. We saw an eighth seeded heat team run through every, every team and make it to the finals. Um, it, it's kind of open on that side of the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and the hard thing is to it, maybe Siakam is in the fit. It's it's a bummer guy like Jeremy Grant just signed the deal that he just signed in Portland because he could be another option at the four that gives you a lot of length, gives you great scoring. It's just not going to work when Obi Toppin is is that guy um, who's who's getting way more minutes than than you would like. Um, and that's not to say he can't develop into being a decent role player. But um, if I'm Indiana. I think I'm going to just play this season out. I'm going to develop these guys and realize, you know, if they end the season and say, hey, Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Miles Turner, these are three pieces that we can build around. Let's now win the offseason work and make that better. Um, just because you have to be careful with some of these big trades that teams make and it blows up in their face. So that's my only, like hesitancy however if they get Siakam Siakam says hey I'll sign a five-year deal then you start to to think okay this might be worth it I like how you threw Bruce Brown in of there as, as their big three yeah like how <laughs> could I not I feel like Bruce Brown contract wise and Buddy Heald are the two like most tradable Movable, assets. for sure especially Definitely. if they're trying to get but like that Bruce Brown. next star now would you guys think I'm curious would you guys think that a uh, Zach Levine trade um, to the Pacers, if that would be a smart move for Indiana because it gives them an elite scoring threat and a running mate with Tyrese. Like, do you see that as a fit or do you see it as like, 
Levine's just going to be not happy about that situation. Sure. Here's what I'll say with the stage that they're at as a franchise. Fit to me right now isn't the biggest deal. As long as you're not finding another uh, like point guard type player where it, they're going to demand the ball a ton and take it out of Tyrese's hands, any other player, go out and get as long as you're acquiring talent, because they're not at a point right now where, where it's like, we need to find the perfect fit. It's like we're missing one more puzzle piece, like uh, like the, the contenders in the NBA. They're at a point where it's like, we're young and we're winning games. If we get a talented player right now, we can start building something. And then the role players are the the puzzle pieces that you try to to fit around the, the, the core players and make it work. So Levine to me would be a, a decent fit, I think, and that's a talented player that you can add to the to the franchise. That's my take on that. Yeah, I, I actually do like that take. Levine specifically, I think we talked about actually last episode. I'd rather see him in like Orlando. I think that would be a better fit than maybe the fit in uh, Indiana. I just, Levine, I just feel so hot and cold because he will have games where he is so dominant and then games where he doesn't show up. So I just, and, and maybe with Hallie, it, that takes some of the load off of him and just the poor front office in Chicago. I That I don't know. Um, but he isn't a name that necessarily like wows or moves me. Like he, like, Siakam, we've seen him contribute to a championship team. I get it. They had Kawhi. They had some other good pieces. But Levine, like, we haven't seen him contribute anything where you're like, this guy is a huge difference maker. Yeah. I mean, I just, I personally like, I like Levine as a player. And I just feel like we haven't really seen him on a good basketball team. We haven't. Because it's like he was on Minnesota. He started the rebuild in Chicago. They had the, like, half season where Lonzo was playing, and then Lonzo got hurt. Right. And at the time, they were, I believe, the number one in the East. They were. Like, they were, they were a solid team. So we just unfortunately haven't seen Levine be put in a situation to where he can play good basketball. And the whole thing with Chicago, like, he's, he's not locked in because they're not good. I mean, winning basketball games changes a lot for a player. You know, if they're winning, it's easier to lock in. It's easier to buy into what coach is preaching because it's it's working. But, like, since it's not working in Chicago, he's just getting deemed as this player that sure. can't win. I don't know. I think it would be a fun running mate with, with Tyrese because he's, he's athletic, can shoot. Um, I mean, obviously, the concern there is just the defensive end with Tyrese and Levine as your, your two right. guards. But, yeah. Yeah, it could turn into uh, a construction site with those cones of, of defenders. <laughs> but, um, no, in, in all seriousness, what Indiana's going to do and why Zach Levine could be fun is pure offense. Um, they're already one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. You add Zach Levine. Continue. I didn't see that there was liquid still yeah, in that. That was insane. <laughs> For anyone who is watching. I do that Trevor, every episode. <laughs> Trevor drinks two LaCroix every episode. Um, we're going to have a special guest later, and he startled her. Startled her. I mean, he hucked a LaCroix that was still, there was still liquid in there. Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was insane. Yeah, I do that every show, you but do. Uh, no, you usually do. I get it, no, no drippage. No, there was so much drippage. Anyways. No, that was awesome. Yeah, that was a good Pacers talk. That was good Pacers talk. We kind of talked some, some trade assets. I like that. Um, 
Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> Any other Bulls players? I'm interested to see where like Demar goes. Yeah, I think he's probably going to go to a bigger market. Did you see his report today? No. He's oh. like, I want to be traded to either Miami or New York. Dude, Demar I on think the Knicks Miami. would be terrible. We'll say that again. Demar on the Knicks would be terrible. Mm. You have Brunson, Randall, and Demar. So now three point shooting, just yeah. all a bunch of guys from the from the midi range. Yeah, and then also on top of it, you would have Mitchell Robinson. Well, he's out for a while. They would but have no floor spacing. Zero. That would be awesome, though. I'd love to watch it. Actually, let's send him to the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm fine with New York making that kind of move and then being shocked when it doesn't work. I yeah. still want I, – I, I low-key now kind of want Donovan Mitchell to go to the Knicks. But <sighs> Shut up, dude. I don't know. It would be kind of fun. You're lucky point. Andy isn't here. Gosh, man. What, we are anti-big market. I know. I know. It makes me sick, I know. that idea, because he's so good. Donovan he's Mitchell, so good. we don't talk about enough on this show. No. He's, we don't. what, second best two-guard in the league? Um, he's – Yeah. If not one, he's Whoa. up there. He, you could. There's definitely. A, yeah, it's definitely yeah. an argument. I mean, book is always hurt, so it's yeah. like best best ability is availability. I like that. Oh, I like. It's that. a bar. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's so consistent, and yeah, he he's, he's such a dog. That's another player that I just like. I want to see in the right situation, not like Utah. He was good. The team was good. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, they're good, but. I just I, I think he needs to be next to a, like a bigger guard who's more defensive minded. Dude, I I feel like I preach this every other week. I'm so sick of these two guard lineups that he's on. He it was him and Mike Conley, pretty both ball dominant guys. Small too. And small guards, and now it's him and Darius Garland. People don't realize Donovan Mitchell's like six one. Mm-hmm. He's not like yeah. he's like six four, six five. Like it, he's small. Yeah. It doesn't work. And Garland is a ball dominant um, pass for his guard, but still ball dominant. It just I, I hate it. So if if he went to New York, the good news is is um, he'd still be in a two guard ball dominant backcourt. Yeah, yeah, with yeah Brunson's like yeah. six one as well. Yeah. I don't even know who to pair him up with. Like, I mean, when I think of big guards, the first person I think of is SGA. Right, but it's like he's ball dominant though, so it's like. Would that even be a good pairing? I don't know. They, they bring different things to the table. SGA is so good around the rim. Donovan Mitchell can space the floor. I don't know. You, you would want a traditional shooting guard with, with Mitchell. Yeah, so he would basically take over as kind of the, the, the point guard in a way. Almost like run like a CJ type role. Right, exactly. CJ or even look how um, the Suns use Buck. That's, that's what I would say. Which he, the, he ran alongside CP3, but CP3 is like, he's, yes, ball dominant, but also... You're he, talking SGA. CP3. Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris I'm, Paul and SGA? No, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul and Book. And Book, oh, okay. and Book because um, CP3 knew when to get out the way. Like yeah. he, he's, he's Chris Paul is just an, an awesome team player, yeah. um, and he always finds a way to be valuable while he's on the court. Yeah. No matter what that looks like, defensively, playmaking, or just off-ball stuff. No. Chris Paul, legend. Yeah, he, he is. He's a legend. Yeah. Hat tip, Chris Paul. I didn't yeah. think we would, we'd would we hit this segment. No. no. <laughs> that was not pre-planned. We don't talk about Chris Paul ever. So. Yeah, no, we don't. Because he's always a big market bozo. And, and yeah, honestly, personality-wise, I don't like the guy. He's no. kind of just the ultimate like annoying player. 
But man, he's yeah. he's probably one of the greatest point guards of all time. Oh, yes, for sure. Which also, is crazy. S- speaking of one of the greatest of all time, breaking news. Whoa, Lance Stevenson. Whoa, is uh, just just signed signed a 10, uh, 10 day or something with the uh, Timberwolves G League affiliate team, the Iowa Wolves. Oh, 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 oh Lance Stevenson. That is good. That is good for the NBA. That's the good. wolves. The wolves also have a roster spot open. So <gasps> no, get him into the system. He's I'm be coming home. Shout out to Troy Brown Jr. playing really well for the wolves right now. Yeah, just thought they, I'd shout him out. The wolves are nice. Yeah, let's I talk about the wolves. Yeah, let's, let's do talk, it. Let's talk some ah, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. Cat. I don't think. I don't think wolves make that sound. Yes, they ah. do. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes. They just, Out in the wild just, when they're they nine. Howl, they just when, howl and moan. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Howl. And then what would a moan from a, a wolf sound like? <laughs> <laughs> what? That, that's the two sounds a wolf makes. Wow. And gnaw. And they gnaw. They <laughs> when they're When they're gnawing on the hawks. Oh. That's really. Is that who they play tonight? Yeah. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> they probably do gnaw on the Hawks. Yeah, though. they do. I mean, the the Timberwolves power rankings came out. Timberwolves are number one mm. in the power rankings. Um, and it's kind of crazy to see. Like, we, we expected the Wolves to be good. But I don't know if we expected them to be this good this year. Here's the thing, man. I mean, a couple weeks ago was Orlando sitting at number one for the defensive rating. Right now, it's it's Minnesota. They have the best defense in the NBA. And Rudy Gobert. He's, yeah, I mean, that that trade is looking better and better for Minnesota. And you have to feel happy for them because last year everyone was bagging on Tim Conley. They were bagging on Rudy Gobert. Yep. Worst trade in NBA history. And now it's starting to turn out, oh, wait, this is a defensive nightmare for just about every team in the NBA. They are playing amazing basketball. And that defensive rating, I don't really see that changing. I see Minnesota finishing as a top two, top three uh, defensive team in the NBA. I mean, they just have so many good defenders. Um, Jaden McDaniels could be an all-NBA defender. 23 years old. He's 23. Stud. Yeah, I mean, this team is built um, to be very scary in the West. Nas Reed, stud. Dog. What's honestly like kind of crazy too is you guys just mentioned Jaden McDaniels and he's been out for a while. He's been out for the last like two weeks, three weeks. So it's like the fact that they're number one in defensive rating, they don't have their probably second, maybe even arguably first best defensive player is kind of nuts. It's going to be interesting to see because I I also think Ant's hurt right now. So it's going to be... Intriguing to see how they kind of continue their run. Um, you know, see if Cat steps it's up. Ki- it's kitty cat time. It's kitten time. I, I hear a lot. Meow, of, meow. I hear a lot of purring in Minnesota these days. Yeah, with with the howling, <laughs> purring and howling, <laughs> purring, howling and moaning, all in the city of Minneapolis. <laughs> There's just so many animals in Minnesota. That's good. Ant. Ant. Another animal. Insect. What do they? What noise do ants make? Uh, what if this what if this show just became an asmr minnesota timberwolves we're officially an nba (laughs) an nba asmr pod but it's okay ant wolf oh cat 
<laughs> That's good. That's good. That's you know what? We should we should reach out to PETA. See if <gasps> they'll sponsor us. Whoa. You think that'd be a good sponsorship or a bad sponsorship for us? I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I, I, we would get hey, a sponsor's a sponsor. A sponsor's a sponsor. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, that'd be I good. mean, PETA, I mean, they tried to like boycott those Minnesota games. Yeah, Remember people that? try to glue themselves to the floor. Yeah, they yeah. can glue themselves to our podcast table. How awesome would that now be? We're we just wouldn't be able to eat our post-show Wendy's around them. No. They don't like Wendy's? No, they're they're well, vegan. Yeah, they're probably vegan. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. we get salad oh, and go. That's tough. <laughs> With no chicken. No chicken. Tof- hold hold oh, the chicken. Give me tofu. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> what is the yeah. sound a tofu makes? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was trying to make like some sort of wiggle noise. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that's Minnesota Timberwolves talk. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they're tough. They're, they're tough. tough. They're tough. They, 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 might, tough. they might go as far as finishing the first in the West. I they, believe it. If they could stay healthy because... They're tough. <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm going to get a guest real quick. They're built for tough. All right. So Trevor, he's getting a guest. Uh, oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's getting... Trevor's going to bring in... We have a couple big guests. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Tony, you got anything for us? Tim, Tony's got nothing. Jason said no. <laughs> Understandably so. Yeah. Um, but to touch again on Minnesota, um, as a team that... Um, you know, is big and long. I don't know how you could necessarily go around them and beat them. Um, they've only lost, I think, like four games this year. One of them to Sacramento. Um, and so they're they're gonna be they're gonna be really challenging. And they gave Denver fits last yeah. year, even though Denver kind of still kind of rocked them. Yeah. So I'm barely listening to you because our new guest is here and. I mean, he's just the cutest thing you could ever look at. You guys ready for the real idea I have? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Which... Introduce, introduce our guests first. Oh, yeah. How, um, everyone, this is Howie. Howie, say what is up. All right. Oh, he's camera shy. He's a man, he's a man of little words. <laughs> um, so we're going to do, let me think about how I want to say this. How have I said it before? Pick um, which NBA center? Which NBA power forward would you rather have? Last time we did Christian, and uh, it's safe to say he made people mad on Instagram. So this time around, we're going to move to Scott and see who he can no. upset. No, my goal is to create the power of friendship. So I'm hoping that all of my answers are going to be so good, people just praise me Yeah, in the comments. Dude, no I one's like going to no <laughs> comment. No. no one's going to like. This is going to be one of our worst performing videos. No, okay. I'm going to lock in, though. Yeah, lock in, okay? Right. We're going to start off easy. Kristaps Porzingis versus Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, man. Every ounce of me wants to say Tingus Pingus, but I'm taking cat. Ooh, switching up the pattern that Christian took last <laughs> week. <laughs> Ooh, my formula is working. <laughs> okay, next one. Palo versus Aaron Gordon. Ooh. Put you in a tough spot, oh, Nuggets fan. Oh my gosh. I'm going to take Paolo Bancaro. What? Yeah. Aaron Gordon is an awesome number three, number four option. Paolo Bancaro can be a number one or number two option. This hurts me. I'm a giant Nuggets fan. Yeah. Give me Paolo. 
Okay. Here's a fun one. Zion Williamson versus Lowry Markinen. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to take Zion. Zion is, at his peak, an MVP candidate. Uh, Lowry, at his peak, is an all-star. I like that. Any thoughts, Christian? No. Okay. Here's a, ju- <laughs> here's a juicy one. Julius Randle versus Kyle Kuzma. Mm. Oh. Oh, gosh. Um... Give me, give me Kyle Kuzma. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I just think Randall is just so inefficient, and he just proves time and time again he can't be the number one guy. Okay. Pascal Siakam versus Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe in a couple of years I'll take Triple J. He's had the chance to prove that, hey, I am going to be the guy while Jaw's out. He can't be the guy. So with that being said, I'm taking Pascal Siakam. <laughs> uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo versus Anthony Davis. I'm taking Giannis. There's there's a guy who's won two MVPs. There's a guy who's won none. Give me Giannis. Okay, and last one: Prime KG versus Prime Dirk. Ooh, I'm taking Prime Dirk. Ooh, I like. That. I don't like that. You don't like that? No, it's fair. Prime Dirk's awesome. They're both like... Both MVPs. They're both champions. They're both very equivalent. I mean, the only thing is like KG has a lot more defensive teams. But I mean, Dirk... Dirk might have won the greatest championship of all time. True. Yeah. I mean, he took... It's a hot take, but it is true. His was more impressive. Yeah. So with that, I'll just... I don't even... I couldn't even tell you another player who... Was Tyson Chandler on that team? Jason, uh, Jason Kidd. Kidd, Jason Terry, um, Sean Marion. Yeah, like those. Those are just those other are than Jay, other than Jay Kidd. Who, who's like, on Kevin Garnett's team? Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, <laughs> Rajon Rondo, Eddie House, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. He's on yeah. ESPN. Tony Allen. Sure. I think I think he was on that oh. team. Oh, we're pausing. Okay. Yep. Classic. Battery? Uh, no, it's currently only left here for a certain amount of time. Mm. Still have like three minutes. To, just in case. I, okay. I yeah. That's okay. Should we redo the reel then? Um, I don't think it was that long. Yeah, you know what? I'll check. Yeah, let's check. Let's so, check. So this is actually a good moment for our Spotify listeners. This is why we rock with the Spotify people. And Apple Music. And Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because when our camera goes out, the audio is still flowing. Yeah, yeah. this is just raw podcasting right now. Yeah. We're, yep, this is. And you know what? Is, like, YouTube and, and those people who watch stuff, they're not going to get any no. of this. No, this is raw wolf in this podcast right now. Yeah. Yep. This is nice. Yeah. All right. So, not, no one on YouTube is going to get this. Give us your best. Um, give us your best. Uh, Howl, but what did you call it again? Howl and a moan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what would a what, uh, what when is a wolf making that noise? Yeah. <laughs> they they howl and they moan. So after they maybe they kill their prey, they go, 
Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's it sounds like the the wolf is so like stupid. Like crying, like maybe he lost Ooh. a loved one. That's right cuz you know it's a wolf pack, maybe a moose got one of the wolf. Maybe rats. maybe the the wolf in the pack becomes like a lone wolf and so he's just like <sighs> he's if, alone. If people get through this part <laughs> of the pod and so you get a text about like the next segment when Janelle hops on that will be amazing. It truly. This is a crap show. Bro, greater than what LeBron James did with that Cleveland title. If anyone gets it past the Moaning Wolf segment, <laughs> <laughs> they have done amazing things. Proud of you. Hey, shout out um, Miles Turner. He loves Legos. Shout out Miles Turner. He doesn't Miles. play with Legos. He builds them. He doesn't play with them. He builds them. Shout out uh, to Landon. And uh, his favorite player, Miles Turner. He asked mm. me to talk about him. We already did. But I want to make sure that people know Landon likes Miles Turner. Oh, that's okay. really good. That's, that's for good. you, Lando. That's for you, Lando. Yeah. You got anyone who has a favorite player? No, I just want to say, uh, just give another shout out to uh, Goga Badatse from nice. Orlando. Um, I just, I like what you're doing over there. Um, and I just think that, you know, All right, we have something. we have to redo we have to redo a little segment. Uh, oh, so do Just the out. end of it though. You heard Scott. You heard Scott say Pascal. Yeah. So Scott chose his guy. Got you. All right, we're back on this, um, and we're gonna continue. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You like that? Yeah, that's really good. Giannis versus AD Anthony Davis. No brainer. Give me the guy who's won two MVPs. I want Giannis. Ooh, he's coming in spicy with the second mm -hmm, second go round. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Lastly, prime Kevin Garnett versus prime Dirk Nowinski. Here, let me say that again because people made fun of me when I said Nowinski on another one. Iguodala. Iguodala. Prime KG versus prime Dirk. Yeah, this is a no brainer. Give me Dirk. It's not a no brainer, but. Good pick. You like that? I like that. I like that a lot. It is time. All right. Now, this is a segment, like we said, if if you've made it this far in the pod, you deserve probably any donation to any charity of your choosing. But this segment that we're going into might be a hit for the future. Christian, do you want to introduce this segment? Yeah. So I'm sitting on the couch with my beautiful wife, Janelle, and... She starts asking me questions about basketball. And I just have to say, these questions blew my mind away. And I said, we need to get you on the podcast so that you can ask these questions to the boys and I, because this is amazing. So we're going to start a, a segment. It is a working title, but it's, it's as of right now, called Talking Ball with Chicks. You know, if you guys have any ideas, feel free to send them in. That's, that's what we're going to go with right now. So um, welcome to the table, Janelle. Janelle, say what's up. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. Um, You're a return guest, by the way. Yes, this is my second time on the pod. Not many people get to say that. No. Remember her uh, her last time she was here? I was it was the outdoor pod. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I was sweating and really nervous. We got one of the best like clips ever for the show. <laughs> is anyone else sweating? No I'm one raises I'm their hand. Not sweating today. <laughs> good, good. We chose the winter time to bring you back. Mm -hmm. 
intentional. <clears throat> okay, I would just like to start off by saying I know ball. Okay, I know basketball. So these questions sometimes are just more of the logistics of things that don't make sense to me. So I'm going to start off by asking my question. I have five. And you guys can all answer them. One mm. of you can answer whatever your heart desires. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ready. Do you guys want to take turns? Like question one will go to, and then we'll rotate. Or do you guys just want to Let's just uh, hear the question, and then we'll pick who's the most qualified. To gotcha. Excited. Okay. My first question is, why do some players wear sleeves and pants when they are playing? Does this have any benefit to their game? Because if it, they did have benefit, they all would wear them. But why do they wear pants and sleeves? Like the tight ones. Mm. She's talking about shooting sleeves and tights. <laughs> yeah. Not the basketball shorts. No. Okay. I feel like it's the same reason why some people like firm pillows when they sleep and some people like soft pillows. Some people like soft mattresses when they sleep. Some people like hard mattresses. It's all preference and comfort and mind mentality as well. It's like superstition. That's my take. I don't know where you were going with that analogy. I that didn't, didn't make either. any sense to me. <laughs> it's I'm all more about, confused. It's all about comfort. That's what I think. I don't think it provides any benefit to the players. I think it just adds a little swagger to their game, makes them feel a little cool. Um, so where they just can kind of go into the game feeling confident. They're I, like, I look cool, I play cool. I think if I wore a shooting sleeve in high school, I would have been cut from the team. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your answer. Or drop 30 each night. Oh, I would have scored a lot. People would know you're a shooter if it's you're true. wearing a sleeve. If I see so that is one thing. If I see someone wearing a shooting sleeve, I'm like, this guy is going to make a lot of shots. See, I think the opposite. I think this, who is this guy? We're playing pickup fives in the wreck. <laughs> Get out of here with a shooting sleeve and headband. Thank you. <laughs> okay, my second question. Do coaches actually matter in a game or is it the player's skill? Like, give me a percentage for both because normally, like, the players are, are really good at playing. Like, they score, you know, like, they're the ones that are doing the work on the court. Yeah. Does the coaches say have anything to do with them winning? Also, follow-up question to that, how do they hear in timeouts? There is music blasting. <laughs> <laughs> it is a loud arena. Do they hear anything the coach says? Yeah, so I do think that coaching matters. Um, funny enough, I was on Twitter and I was scrolling through and Mike Brown said, um, you know, he wanted to give two shout outs to his assistant coaches, Luke Lauks and Doug Christie, because in the game on Friday against the Suns, um, Luke suggested they do a box and one defense on book, which kind of helps slow book down. And then um, two, Doug Christie recommended that they run this offensive play for Fox to kind of get him going. And that's what kind of started Fox's uh, run where he, you know, scored, I think, 21 or 23 in the fourth quarter. Um, so those little in-game adjustments is what helps um, the players kind of get that edge over the other team that they're playing against. Um, for the timeout thing, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they can hear anything. No, it, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's great examples. I'll use Mike Malone as an example of coaches losing their voice because if they don't scream, no one can hear them. But I think a great example is Will Hardy of the Utah Jazz being able to coach up a bunch of guys that really had no business being in playoff contention last year. That's a good example of 
why having a coach can make a difference. Well, also you can look at like the situation Steve Kerr had in Golden State where who knows how many coaches can actually win the amount of titles that they did, but that roster construction was done so well. So there's a lot of moving pieces. You have a great GM, you can have a good coach, um, but great coaches can really get the most out of their players. You you mentioned Steve Kerr reminded me of when he had that surgery and he goes out and then Luke Walton coached them to like 20, 20 wins in a row. And Luke Walton's a bad coach. He's a bad coach. But it's because Kerr had the the system in place, so Luke didn't really need to do anything. Right. So I, I would say if you're wanting a percentage, I'll give you, depends on, on each team and stuff, 65% players, 35% coaches. That's what I'd say in-game-wise. System matters a ton, but in-game, 65, maybe in-game, maybe 80-20. Ooh, big difference there, I know. No. I'm cool with those numbers. Thank you. Great, great question, Janelle. Thank you. Okay, third question. <laughs> is getting fouled out show hustle or you're just a bad player because you can't control yourself on the court? <laughs> like, is this, like, great game? Like, you got, you got five fouls. Like, you are out. Like, is this, like, what are you doing? Like, why can you not? In the NBA, it's the second. What are you thinking? If you're a guy at the end of the bench in high school or college and it's like, hey, you just need to go rough someone up for the five minutes you have, then it's like great hustle. But the NBA, if you you're not be getting fouled you sh- if you're a star player, you shouldn't you shouldn't foul out of games. Can't happen. It's inexcusable. That's a great question. Great question, Chanel. I more observe watching like I watch a lot of NBA games with Christian. And I just observe whereas like Christian's actually like really caring about what's happening in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm more like looking at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you see things that we don't see. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm seeing someone get fouled out and I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. That can't be, that can't be good for the team. Right. Yeah. That's valid. All That's right. really good. Two more. The other night, this was in the in-season tournament, Christian told me that if the Kings were going to lose, they need to lose by no more than 11 points. Why does the NBA have to be difficult like that? And what is that point system? <laughs> I don't understand that either. So the the way that group play was played out was uh, it was based on record and then point differences uh, between uh, your games. So the Kings, for example, at the time were playing the Warriors and they were both um, three and or no. Were they three and oh? So the, the the Warriors were three three and one. No, no, no. They no. were two and one. And the, and the Kings were three and oh. And yep. the Warriors needed like to match the point difference or something like that. That's not normal. NBA is not that difficult usually. But this in season tournament had everyone uh in shambles, including myself. I didn't really understand a ton of it. I, I'm indifferent on the in season tournament for the record. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I understood the point system. Don't know if I like the tournament. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense, but that's okay. Good question. Last one. (laughs) Is it better to be tall and slow as an NBA player or short and fast, and who is more valuable on the court? That's easy. That's really easy. Do you want to say it? Tall and slow. Nice. There are... You can count on, like, just based off memory for me, the amount of players sub six foot that have been good in the NBA. I can count that on one hand. One guy is an avid commenter on our 
Nate Rob. Nate Robson. Yeah. Loves Nate, to comment on our stuff. Rob Boykins. I can name numerous big, like tall and slow guys. One being Nikola Jokic, who's pretty good. He's very good. There's lots of big, slow guys. Well, the first person that came to my head was Brooke Lopez. Yeah. And the way he leads the league in, in blocks. So it's like for a guy who's seven foot, doesn't really move that well, he still gets a lot of block shots. So. It's, it's definitely better to be big and slow than to be short and fast. What about big and dumb? Or uh, <laughs> short and smart? Yeah, big and dumb versus short and smart. Mm. So maybe a big and dumb could be like um, be careful here. a JaVale McGee. Big and dumb. Er, early JaVale McGee. Yeah. And then a, a smart and short, short and smart. would be like Chris Paul. That's not fair. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's not fair at Chris, all. Chris Paul is small. No, but you, okay, if we're going to say big and dumb and you're going to say Chris Paul is like the guy, then a more. Kendrick Perkins. I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't think I, this person reposted one of our videos once. I don't think he's dumb, but if we're going to say dumb, Shaq. Shaq has his no, doctorate no. degree. Yeah, man. I know. Dumb. What about, what about here? How about this one? This one might be better. Kevin Garnett. There's rumors out there. He can't read. <laughs> that's a thing. I actually don't know that, but I don't think, that, I don't think that's you know true. he came straight out of high school. KG KG smart. He's had some great okay, takes he's, recently. It's on different his pod. smart. I guess it depends talking, on what kind of smart we're talking. We're talking. Dumb. Kendrick Perkins. Dumb. Big and dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big but and you dumb. You can't say Chris Paul. <laughs> he's smart. No, I could give you another less skilled smart point guard, and he's gonna suck. Mike John Conley? Stockton. No, I'll say um, TJ McConnell. That dude's smart. Okay, but yeah. would you rather have TJ McConnell or Kendrick Perkins? Uh, one of them has an NBA championship. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't remember Kendrick started, Perkins being and the, started. the reason why they won that championship. And started for them. So, yeah, make sure, yeah fact check me. No, Dude. he won. I just want to see what stats he had. Yeah, that year? Oh, wait. Yep. These are going to be really good stats. Yeah. These are great questions, Janelle. Yeah, these are great. Oh, he actually went off in the finals. <laughs> he had eight one game. He went he he went feasto mode. He went eight and six with two oh, was, three steals and two blocks that game. That's a solid game. I was literally looking at his minutes and I was like, damn, he had twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. So, also, why are you using StatMuse? This is like the worst website. No, I didn't mean to. I just asked for his stats, and StatMuse was in my face. Yeah, I'm I'm anti StatMuse once they made it like a subscription based. Yeah, no, that thing. was that was. We're not going to be a StatMuse podcast. No, we are not. I'm just curious of who's paying for it. I don't know. Not me. Like beat writers. Not I. Says no, the because wolf. there's there's better analytic analytical like uh, stat finder programs that you can use. Yeah, there's better stuff. Anyways, that Janelle, thank you. Those Thanks, were great Dad. questions. I'm sure I'll have more as the year goes on. I'll have to try to write them down so we can remember some some great questions that she. That was she good. Asked me. That was really good. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the show. Gosh, we had. I have a question. Oh, get on the mic. Get on the. Oh, oh. It's not about basketball. Oh yeah. I'm just, as a temporary producer, what was the purpose of the dog? So temporary. So here, yeah, great question. Um, when people are scrolling through the reels, our reels that do best are when Andy's dressed as an elf, um, we're wearing Santa Claus hats. Um, what else? What, what's uh, another football one? helmet? I'm wearing a freaking football helmet. When they're scrolling, they see a dog. They're probably, so we just used Howie. Yeah. yeah. We used Howie we, for his dog. Yeah. Keeping the for on. his cuteness. Um, 
that video now is going to get thousands of views thanks to Howard, your your dog. Howard they, the dog. Yeah. Gosh. So that's the reason. <laughs> it's all marketing. It's all marketing on small ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for Tim, Tony, Janelle. I didn't have a... You didn't have a name? I didn't have a name. Uh, for... Uh, Jester Janelle. <laughs> for for Jolly Janelle, Tanning Trevor, and Calm Christian, I'm Super Scott. We say so long for now. We will see you next week. Oh.